Eating is such a vivid experience, and eating with others is pretty intimate. We use all five senses, sight, smell, touch, taste, and sound. All five. (laughs) What else do you use all five senses for? So when we have an experience that surrounds a meal, it only heightens the memory. As Marcel Proust wrote, I feel something start within me, something that leaves its resting place and attempts to rise, something that has been embedded like an anchor at a great depth. I do not know yet what it is, but I can feel it mounting slowly. I can measure the resistance. I can hear the echo of the great spaces traversed. Will it ultimately reach the clear surface of my consciousness? This memory, this old dead moment, which the magnetism of an identical moment has traveled so far to importune, to disturb, to raise up out of the very depths of my being? I cannot tell. Now I feel nothing. It has stopped and perhaps sunk back into its darkness from which who can say whether it will ever rise again? Ten times over I must essay the task, must lean down over the abyss, and each time the cowardice that deters us from every difficult task, every important enterprise, has urged me to leave this thing alone, to drink my tea, and to think merely of the worries of today and my hopes for tomorrow, which can be brooded over painlessly. And suddenly, the memory revealed itself. I'm Rosa Tran, and you're listening to Taste of Regret. Joining us today is the lovely and talented Caitlin. Hello. (laughs) Caitlin Alexander, or Caitlin Bertram, depending on the day. So tell us about yourself. Um, Well, I'm six feet tall. I live in the valley with my husband and my son. Uh, I worked in animation for, God, over 20 years. I had a good time. I started working in animation when I was in my 20s. Um, I like to write and draw and paint and hang out with my son and my husband. And right now I am not working because I'm home. Um, for some physical reasons, which I'm sure we will discuss in a minute. Um, but I don't know. I'm, I'm doing well right now. Yeah. Why don't you tell us about, um, what's keeping you at home? I have a brain cancer. Um, I have a tumor in my brain that I've now had removed twice and, um, I go to UCLA and I'm on a special, um, medication through them. I'm not doing chemo or anything like that anymore. Um, cause they do this very, very special. Um, it's almost like you, they're giving your, your brain tumor a cold and they're fighting against it in a much different way. So, um, that's what I'm going through right now. And, um, I'm, I'm hoping for the best and, uh, I feel like myself. Did anything feel like before you found out you had this cancer inside of you? I mean, how did you even how did it even come about like were you it's it's pretty wild because i was fine um i started to have a mild migraine 
um, that would come and go. It wasn't like constant. I didn't have to lay in bed or do anything like that. It was just this, it was in February and we were supposed to have our review of our show at the, at the theater. And I helped organize that and do all of that. And then, um, the day that it actually happened, (laughs) I wasn't there because I was in the hospital, but, um, I felt sick a couple days before and we had gone to Disneyland actually a few days before that. And I was totally fine. I came home feeling kind of nauseous and not so great. And I thought I had like a flu or something because I was in bed for like a day. And then my husband took me to the doctor because he was like, something's weird. Like you threw up once and you're, you're just in bed sleeping. Like what's going on? So he took me in and then they scanned me and realized that I had the tumor. Do you want to share any any little bit of your experience now with us, just about what you're going through? Um, yeah, it's it's it can be emotional on how I feel. Like when I feel good, I feel amazing and I feel lucky and excited. When I feel bad, I start to get nervous about you know what the future holds, and so I get um, I get a little uncomfortable, mm-hmm. and and mostly I feel bad for you know my family and my people. Yeah. Um, but, um, I'm also on way less medication than I was before. And that medication, um, kind of hyped me up a little bit more. Yeah. I was still me, but I was much more hyper and now I really am me. And it's also the second, you know, like I've, I finished my first six months. And so now I'm on a, in a much different emotional zone where I'm much more aware emotionally about where, where I'm at and what I'm doing. Um, I feel grateful every damn day. Yeah. Um, but also I have days where I worry or I have days where I feel, um, frustrated, um, angry. I'm yeah. Sure. Or yeah, it's just, it's, I, I don't have a lot of anger actually, but I do have a lot of, um, just, you know, what's next. So that's mostly where it is. I'm, I'm actually much more, um, grateful and excited than most people are. Yeah. Uh, I see things pretty positive. So it's, it's, it's not as often for me as it is normally for people. Yeah. I actually feel like I just want to accept and enjoy what I have. Yeah. You know, and I, th- I think it has a lot to do with where I'm at in my life. You know, yeah. I'm not 75, you know, I'm, I'm 42. So to me, like I really look around and I'm like, I'm just going to enjoy the hell out of all this. Yeah. <laughs> Is there something you really want to do? Um, I, I think I'm doing it. I, I know it, it sounds wild, but I'm spending it with my family. I'm seeing my friends, you know, like I, I want to see everyone. So I really want to see people. And I have a long list of people that I really still want to see. Um, so I've gotten to see a lot of people who've come to me, which is wonderful. And I, I've had, um, I need to start doing it more. It's just, I, there's just a long list of people I just want to see. Yeah. So I always feel so lucky when I get to see people like coming here is wonderful for me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, like I'm I get so to grateful. see people. So it's, it's, it's wonderful. I, the other day I had lunch with, you know, my partner and my boss and it was fabulous. It always makes me feel, um, just, you know, better. Yeah. Like I leave that event and I'm like, I'm like, yeah. Yeah. You know, and when I'm alone for long periods of time, it's harder for me. So I just need to see everyone. Yeah. It's important. 
Um, you've always been a grateful person, just going back to that topic earlier, and 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 this has now made you even more grateful. Do you have anything that you've regretted? No. I, I've never been that person. I know that's really, really crazy. That's awesome. No. I've oh, I've had this conversation before I was even sick, and people would ask me that. Well, what do you regret that you did in your life, like when you were in your 20s or 30s? Nothing. I, I don't. Because the things that I did that were cuckoo, I learned something from it and changed. And so I don't. It's not like you broke the law, like you set a car on fire or anything. No, I'm not like <laughs> murdering people or stuff like that. So I don't have like regret. I just, uh, no, I learned something from it. And that's how I see that always. I've always seen life like that. Like if I did something crappy, it's I learned something from it. Yeah, I learned how not to be or how someone was or some, there's still a lot of things I don't understand. Yeah. Or why I lived through certain experiences, but I needed to. Um, and some things I'm still figuring it out. Yeah. But I don't regret them. That's awesome. Are you scared? Um, sometimes, but not, not really. Not as, as normal people usually are. I have brief moments, but it's mostly because I worry about other people. So, um, my own personal stuff is it's not, I don't live like in fear and I don't have nightmares and stuff like that. It's not really the life that I live. I live, I worry more about anxiety about other people. Yeah. That's really where I'm at. Yeah. I don't know. It's really different when you're in the situation. It's almost harder when you're on the outside trying to watch the person that you know and right. love and care about going through something. Um, because I used to be devastated watching people go through stuff and, and spend a lot of time worrying about it and all that. And I definitely think about this all the time, but it's really different when it's you versus someone in your life. It's right. hard to explain, but you're like, you don't have a choice. Yeah. That's, I think, the difference. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to explain. How does it, um, and if you don't want to answer this question, how does it feel to have that cancer inside of you? Um, oddly, it's it's much different than I ever thought it was going to be in my life when I would uh, hear stories about people getting cancer, experiencing cancer, or going through something like this. Um, I thought of it differently. It's... Um, it's sometimes painful and it's sometimes uh, makes you really tired and exhausted and worn out. Um, it's not, it wasn't how I expected, which was this constant pain, like a movie. It's, it's not like movies show. I'm, I'm sure there are movies out there that show what cancer feels like, but I haven't ever seen one. I've seen a lot of movies. They react um, in a much different way than how you actually feel. It's a slower process. It's each one is very different. Um, it's kind of hard to explain. It's a little more subtle mm -hmm. than uh, particularly mine. It's 
than you think it's going to be. Yeah. If someone told you about it, you would think really different things. I would have thought really yeah. different things about what it would have been like, where you're always in pain and you always are miserable and you live in the dark. And it's not like that. It's yeah. like it's like growing up and living a life. And one day you have a bad day where you're tired and you feel like crap and you're in pain. The next day you feel like yourself again. Yeah. Um, so it's much different than you think it's going to be. And I'm still me. And that's also really strange, especially for my uh, yeah. brain cancer, because how could I still be me? Um, but I am. Yeah. And it's really weird. It's really cool. It's very strange, though, to me. And yeah. it's not what I would have predicted in any way. Yeah. I would have been like, well, they're clearly a different person. And I, I that happens to people, too. I, I'm totally positive that that's true. But for me... I'm still here. I have problems with words and um, um, some stuff like that, but I'm still me. Yeah. Which is very, very strange. My sister had colon cancer and she had gone through treatment. I think like four or five years she was fighting it. And I think towards the end, she either the, it was the medication or it was so much that she was this person, this other person. Yeah, the drugs can yeah. really affect people. Yeah. And I think she would um, look at my dad and be like, who are you? Yeah. And then throw my dad out of the house and lock the door. Yeah. But my dad always had the keys in his pocket. Yeah, he knew. <laughs> he knew. Yeah. And then he said he would just wait outside for like 10 minutes and then he'd come back in and she was fine. Yeah, she just needed a, yeah. to get over that moment. Yeah. And so, yeah, it was really interesting. And so... Yeah, for you to be you, that's that's really amazing. That's really cool. No, I'm grateful. And medication is a huge part of the issues that you have to deal with because you're either, for a lot of people, you're either in pain or you're on this medication that makes you feel wacky, you know? Um, yeah, for me, it, it's it's different. This is a really different kind of a thing. Yeah. It's, it's, it's odd, but at the same time, like... I'm either just really tired and I'm uncomfortable, but I'm still, you know, me. Right. I remember that I was in Nashville when I found out. I got a, t I got a text from Tobias who was, yeah, he loves you so much. And he was so overwhelmed. And I said, okay, calm down. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Let's, we got to be strong for Caitlin. And um, how did you find out? Um, about my yeah. stuff. Like, I, I woke up the day after my first surgery and then that's when I found out. Um, I felt really different than, uh, I do now, but I was like, okay, here we go. Um, because you felt something was wrong. Cause you had, I remember working with you up until then. And I remember that day that I was explaining something to you, which we've gone through multiple times. I remember this too. Yeah. And it was like, and it was, I was saying the words and you didn't understand me. Yeah. I remember that really vividly. And, um, I remember thinking about that, that that happened to me. And that was definitely uh, like a signal that something was going on. And I remember telling bo both of you that, like, I was like, I don't know what's going on, but I'm just struggling or whatever you know and you guys are like yeah you're not remembering what we're telling you what's happening and I'm like I don't know what's happening like maybe I have a headache or something I don't know but it wasn't clear or didn't feel vivid enough right um 
so, but then when I got out of my surgery, I, I think about my husband and him dealing with everything that he had learned and gone through. Um, and he like literally dealt with it, which was amazing. I was really different. I was in a place of like, okay, here we go. I really wasn't emotional or, um, freaked out about it at all. It took me a few months before I really started thinking about things differently. Yeah. Because uh, you go through different phases with things like that that are emotional. At first, I was like, okay, I'm the star of this situation, and I'm just going to keep going. Yeah. And then the second phase was, oh, my God, yeah. I'm going to be really upset about this. So um, now I'm in a different place again where um, I'm very – I'm real, but – I'm also like, I'm just, I'm going with the flow too. So it's, it, it just changes like yeah. every few months. How did you tell your parents? Um, my, uh, my husband told my parents uh, when I was going through the first surgery. And so when I woke up, my mom was there. Um, and then the second surgery, my mom and dad came down, but we actually, when I was feeling good, I went up and saw them Um and it was hard on my parents the first time. My mom acted really strange, and so it was very difficult for her the first time. Um, but then she went to therapy and started dealing with all of it, and now she's in a much better place. Okay. Um, and so my parents are just really active in communicating with me and uh, being a part of my life. Uh, you know, I talk to them basically every day over texting, which is yeah. silly, but that's just who my parents are. They're fun. I send them I pictures wish my all the would time. Text. Oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my parents are really funny and uh, they're really interesting and they're people that I would choose to be friends with. Um, they did struggle a lot in the beginning and they're still struggling, but they're also. Um, they're also awesome, and they're totally people that I would be friends with because they're super, super wacky. That's awesome. Yeah, they're weird, <laughs> but but good. <laughs> How did this change your home life? Uh, well, I'm not working. I'm I'm on disability now, uh, just because I do sleep a lot and I do have phases where I'm not feeling awesome. Um, so mostly the biggest difference, which in most ways is actually kind of great, is that I'm home because I'm on disability. So I, um, I get up and I take care of our house and I'm like a stay at home mom. So I'm not the full-time working mom, which I was, you know, since I was 20. Yeah. How so, does that make you feel? It's gotta be such a huge difference from. It's, yeah. it's really huge. And it took me a while to get used to. It took me months to get used to. And, um, I had to kind of figure that out what that meant. And now I'm I'm used to it because it's been more than six months now. So now I feel um, it's exciting to me to be home yeah. with my family and to be able to be with my family all the time. Because before it was like I'd leave in the morning after I would drop off my son and get ready for work and come into work. And then I wouldn't get home until 8 o'clock. So then I would just put my son to bed. So now I get to like take him to school and come home and spend time with him and do homework and all that stuff. And then eat dinner with him and my husband. And my life is, is like a, a mom. That's awesome. It's very cool. You get all the fun stuff. Yeah. It's really cool. It's stuff I've never been able to have. So it's very, um, it's wonderful. Yeah. So, so there's a lot of it that's really fabulous. It's pretty wild. So now that you're home, do you, you, you said you didn't cook before and so now how is 
that food situation there? Right now, we're eating a lot um, out. We're, we're, we order food and we bring it in. We do a lot of um, like barbecue and different things. My husband's in a, gr- a really good barbecuer and we have this really great uh, grill outside. I can't remember what it's called, but it's an amazing thing and he's really good at it. So he'll make us amazing meat with that. Um, but lately we've been ordering a lot of food that just gets delivered to the house right now. Cause that's what's easy after him working a 10 hour day and me being home. Yeah. So that's sort of where we're at. We have our favorites, but yeah. But you guys now eat more together than before. Yes, we eat way more together. I eat breakfast with my son every day. Um, I eat lunch alone because he's at school, my husband's at work, but then we eat dinner together every single night for like seven nights a week, which we never used to do because I'd come home during the week and I would eat after they'd eaten and they're getting ready for bed and I'd be eating dinner. So our life is really, really different. Yeah. What do you like most about eating together? I love sitting at the table. I didn't sit at the table with my parents. My my parents were really anti-table eating. I don't know why. <laughs> it's hard to explain. I can't, I can't even tell what you What if why. you had steak or something? It's still, I'd still have a tray. I would like eat in front of TV with my little tray, and my parents would watch TV in the living room. And that was on your, their plates. Wow. And yeah. that was your family meal growing up. Yeah, it's wild. Like sometimes I'd sit with them. We'd sit in the backyard. Nowadays, when I visit them, we sit together, but we still don't sit at a table if they can so get away from that. Yeah, they're not table people. My mom is really anti table. It's funny because I'm really table. Yeah. And so she would see like me wanting to sit at the table, and I can tell she's like uncomfortable, you know, even at her own house. She doesn't like it That's that so much. so funny. Maybe she, they had really strict upbringings. I think she did. She was a child of a lot of kids in, in Texas. And I think her family made them all sit there and she was not interested. So she was never going to do that to me, you know, put me at a table. But to me, I'm like, I love sitting at the table with my boys. Yeah. If you had something big to tell your parents, you know, those always happen over like meals, like, Oh mom, I'm moving out. No, not my family. Never. We would, we would, tell jokes and have fun, but it was never where you have major discussions. I, I can tell my parents anything, anytime I was an only child. So I could, you know, talk to them about anything and everything. And I always have, and always will. Um, but at the table, no, that was not where we did it. Yeah. We're wow. not, we were never that family yeah. and me and my husband and my son, we talk about the day and what's going on and we can talk about anything at the table. Yeah. So we're more like the normal quote unquote family. But that's not how I was raised. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Our table in our house now is is very much all about the meal. And so what's so special about that meal when you're saying it's all about the meal? Um, it's nice to eat a meal together. It's nice to sit and settle and, and have a meal. And my husband is also really different than anyone I've ever been with where he is very much about meals. You eat lunch, you eat breakfast, you eat dinner. He's not someone who's going to skip a meal or do anything like that. So that's a wonderful life for me too. Um, because you used to eat cottage cheese standing over yeah, the sink. When I, yes. When I was single, I was I would eat whatever little moment, of cottage cheese or crackers or a piece of cheese, and that was my meal. It didn't matter to me. Um, and it's not because that's how I wanted my life. It's just how my life was. You know, My parents, I would eat meals with them all the time too. But um, for some reason, when I was on by myself, I literally was eating 
no meals. <laughs> and my husband is very much about the meal. And it's great because we have a family. So yeah. we sit together. And it balances, you guys balance each other out. Yeah, exactly. My dad used to work 24, you know, almost 24 hours and I wouldn't see him, um, especially around the holiday season. And he was, a, he was a chef, so he'd be cooking all the time. Wow. But he would always, he would come home at like sometimes two o'clock in the morning and he'd wake me up and I'd come out to the dinner table and there'd be on this little plate, a tiny little lamb chop because I loved eating lamb chops. Yeah. And he would set one on a plate for me and he would come home and that's when he was having his dinner at two in the morning. Wow. And so he would wake me up and I'd go out there and I'd sit eat and, and eat with him. And then I'd go back to sleep. But it was like, I think about those times all the time and how, how special that was. Totally. And so it's just like, what is it about that eating with somebody that makes it so special? Um, For me, I think it's, it's hanging out with my boys and, and eating something that we love, you know, like we do, we go to in and out and we have like a chocolate shake and that's like, you know, it's like one of our weekend things that we do. And, you know, we sit in the car and we listen to music and we laugh and we drive home and we all have like our little like chocolate shake and, um, that kind of stuff. I just, I just you know, love with my boys. We don't go out to eat at a restaurant a lot. It's very rare that we, we go, sometimes we'll go to sushi together. Um, and it's great because my son is nine and he loves sushi. So sometimes when we go to sushi together, it's wonderful and we can eat sushi. It's great. I mean, it's <laughs> really, really rare awesome. because I didn't have sushi until I was like, you know, 20, uh, cause my parents didn't eat it. So, um, yeah, I love doing that kind of stuff with, with my boys. And what do you guys talk about? Just about the day? Yeah, whatever's going on. We're very much about the current stuff that's happening in, in, in life or we're listening to music because, you know, we all love music too. So if we're listening to the radio and something comes on, we'll talk about that or we'll talk about animation or video games or the movie that we all want to see. We just love just to talk about what we're into at yeah. that moment. Yeah. Just spending time together really. Yeah. I mean, over a shake. And they're very much boys, you know, they just, they're just boys you know, it's just different than like, I don't know. Two girls. It's yeah. very different. I was always, you know, my good friends all my life have always been women. And so now I've been spending my life with just the boys because that's who I'm with now. And it's, it's wild for me, but I get along with them really well, but they speak really differently than women. Yeah. How so? <laughs> well, women talk about emotional stuff, yeah. you know, about their relationships and their, their emotions and their feelings about things. And I'm very much into that. I love doing that. I've done it my whole life. But when you're hanging out with dudes, they're not like that necessarily they want to talk about like what's going on in life like what's happening well I, I watched this movie and i ate this thing and i did this and this is my job and it's just really different than women after you were just diagnosed with cancer you know um i i felt like you know you feel so helpless on this side and you know you love this person and so it's like what do you do and i was like okay well i'm gonna make her something and bring it to her and i mean how does that make you feel on that other side I love it. I it's it's very hard actually for our family to bring something that that the boys like um and that I like too. And you were actually the one that brought us that soup and I know it's it's kooky to bring that up right now, but you brought the soup that the boys friggin' loved oh. and they ate it with me and it was wonderful and it was very successful. Um it's very hard actually to feed 
my husband and see what he likes or what he's going to eat or whatever because he's really picky. Yeah. Um, we got food delivered also from from boss from my boss and um and i know you were helping out with that too and it was it was wonderful and it went on for a long time um and it was very helpful for us as what we were going through but i have to say your soup was probably the most successful (laughs) (laughs) as the eater and i'm not i'm not joking (laughs) you know just for even anybody else listening out there and maybe going through this if their friend is is going through this what would you recommend doing to help? Oh, you know, staying in contact is wonderful. I get texts from, I can't even tell the amount of people who text me every day and and contact me. And I, I'm a huge text person. I love it. And so I get texted by women, men, um, family, people that I've grown up with. I mean, it's, it's wild. And, um, I love that. It's it's something that just keeps me just really happy because people, my friends and people in my life just stay in contact with me all the time, and um, it's lovely. Yeah. Yeah. Is there anything you, you miss doing just by yourself? Working. Yeah, my job. I, I loved my producing job. I, I It was fun to me, especially – you know, in my late thirties, my early forties, because I was just a different, I wasn't afraid. I wasn't nervous. It just was. And it was interesting. And I love artists and hanging out and animation and all the stuff that I know, like I'd learned it and I already knew it all. So it was just, um, I I do miss that stuff a lot because that's not my life at all anymore. Right. Um, so I don't, I don't miss the hours. No, no, no. <laughs> that part I don't miss at all. But um, if I, I could go for like three hours. all of the hours, render crashes. <laughs> exactly. Or, you know, like there's so many technical issues and problems that happen all the time. I'm not talking about that stuff. I'm just talking about the fun stuff. I um, miss the problems with the XML. Exactly. Yeah. The, the technical issue that takes like three days to even figure out what it is you're trying to solve. And so there's that. Or the artist that just doesn't feel like working and you have your deadline in like an hour. So that's stuff, no. But um, just being with artists and production people and just wonderful, odd, bizarre people, they're really different than most jobs. And I love that. So normally on this part of the show is when I would uh, bring out a dish and have you eat it and then talk about like a memory that comes back that you associate with it. But today I think um, I'm going to change it up and do something special instead for you and your family. Um, so I, after you came home and I wanted to bring you something, I made you, um, I call it honeymoon stew. And for no apparent reason, except for the fact that I made it my first year of marriage. Nice. <laughs> so everything I made that year is honeymoon stew, honeymoon eggs, honeymoon waffles, honeymoon coffee. That's awesome. And so this is just a, a simple beef stew that I always make. And it's always kind of like my comfort go-to food and kind of I'm having a bad day. I love making it because I spend probably two hours in the kitchen making it. And yeah. then once you eat it, it's like a a warm hug. And so um, I'm going to send you home today with this. That's wonderful because we got one of those when I was sick 
after getting my surgery from you. And it was wonderful because my son ate it up instantly and he doesn't eat everything. So it was really wonderful and it worked really well for my family. We all three ate it and loved it. And it was our only sort of homemade thing that was made for us. We got bought stuff a lot, but to have something homemade and given to us, um, we just sucked it down. (laughs) So that's a wonderful gift. Thank you. Because we will eat it quickly. Okay. Well, anytime you want this, you can always call me and I'll make it. I I really like making it. It's great. Yeah, because we will, because <laughs> we eat it. Okay, it's interesting to talk about all this stuff for me. Yeah, like in a public, more kind of a public way. I'm very honest and open about where I'm at and who I am. But it's um, it's fun to do it like this. Yeah, it's like like the formal way of like really discussing all this stuff. It's cool. Yeah, maybe we'll have you come back every six months. So you can give us yeah. an update and where yeah. you're at with like your treatment and how you're feeling. Absolutely. And- it's wild. I, I love all this. It's really, it's fascinating for me. I'm like, Oh, I get yeah. to tell my story. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on here and talking to us today. Thanks for having me. This is wonderful. <laughs> Until next time. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. Sharing a meal together is something that resonates with me. Giving someone the gift of your time in my opinion, is the most valuable gift you can give. Items can be returned and exchanged, but your time is an everlasting memory that will always be remembered.